afternoon. Thank you very much and welcome here to Sports Stars. It's the weekend, it's Friday, and that means it's time for the curtain raiser. We hope you enjoyed all the sport we had last week in both ladies football and camogie. And uh, we already have looked back at some of those games with Maria Deveni and Imelda Hobbins. We're here to look forward to this weekend coming up and a big weekend it is. No doubt we touch on some of the action we saw last week as well. With that being said, I'm Darren Kelly and delighted to be joined by my partner in crime on Fridays, Rena Buckley and Rena, great weekend of ladies football in Camogie last week and an equally appetising weekend coming up. Absolutely, yeah. Look, it was it was a breath of fresh air for the championship to to kick off last weekend. I know the Camogie had kicked off probably before that, but for the ladies football to kick off last weekend and brilliant to have so much sport on TV and, you know, we were treated to some crackers and matches and, you know, it, it's great for everyone to give us all something to something to enjoy and something to look forward to. And especially in the time we're living in as well, there were some amazing, amazing games last week. Of the just randomly from the games that you saw last week, I know you were in the Gaelic grounds watching Tipperary and Galway. What game for you stood out overall in ladies' football first? Yeah, so the Tipperary and Galway game was a game that I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. And um, it was definitely a game of two halves. And you know, at half time, I said, "Geez, this Galway team are looking. They they were looking in in great shape altogether. You know, they were." Um, they were really quick in terms of their their set plays. You know, their kickouts were very, very sharp. You know, they moved the ball through the lines. Their kick passing was very accurate. I thought they looked like a, an outstanding team. But there was a, a massive swing in momentum in the second half. I think the shackles came off Tipperary. And, you know, any doubts they had about whether they were a senior team or an intermediate team, it was kind of gone out the window after half time, And they went at it and they asked serious questions of Galway. Now, Galway did answer them. But like Tipperary put them under huge pressure and, you know, it was it was just really interesting to see would Galway hold on. And look, they got the couple of scores when they were needed. Um, but look, it, it was a huge test of Galway in, in, in terms of they'll certainly learn a lot from the game. And one thing we definitely learned is she's that Ashley Maloney from Tipperary. You know, she's a special bit, she's a special bit of stuff. And, um, you know, she she really, really impressed me. You know, I suppose I haven't seen a whole pile of her live um, but she, she really seemed to have, you know, a full set of skills. Her movement was excellent. And, you know, she was a, a, a great target person for Tipperary and it made them a dangerous team. And so it was just really, really interesting. And of course, then there was the other game on at the weekend, our man, Tyrone. And it was just, it was a joy to watch it. Um, as, a, as a former defender, some of the defending was a little questionable at times. But in terms of entertainment value, geez, the scores are unbelievable. So... That was the game that kicked off the ladies' football championship, and it was a cracker to watch. So, look a great, great weekend the ladies' football. My my, my tongues were still numb from tweeting on the Armagh Road match. It was just happening so fast, and even there, it was a great start because we had Roland Murphy, the Armagh manager, on with us on Monday, and he said he enjoyed the game, but yes, acknowledged that they're not going to be going too much further if they're conceding three thirteen in matches. We'll talk about Tipperary in a while tonight's game against Monaghan, a live match in TG Carr. But Rena, there's only one place we're going in our ladies' football section first. The, even the LGFA have described it as the Derby of Derbies. I know yourselves and Kerry have played in all Ireland finals and semi-finals before, but never, I think, has the stakes been so high for a match this early in the championship. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I suppose Cork and Kerry would be used to meeting each other early on in the year in terms of a Munster championship. Um, but this isn't, well, I suppose it's not as such a knockout game, but it's it's as good as really, um, you know, it's a group of three to get out of the group. You really want to be winning, you know, your your two games, so... Look, it's, it's almost a winner's take-all. It probably is a winner's take-all. 
Um, Kerry have a bit of a head start in that it's on in Tralee. Um, they also have a head start in that they had a game at the weekend. Um, so they're definitely going to be a little bit more battle-hardened than Cork. Um, but I suppose Cork would be the favourites going into the game. So even with those things said, you know, you, you well, as a Cork person, definitely you would be hoping that Cork would have enough to get over this Kerry team. They definitely are um, uh, a banana skin, often used the term, but Kerry and Cork always a rivalry. But when you take into account that they were going well in the league, they were very impressive against Cavan last week. They had only six players started the game last week from the team that lost to Dublin in last year's All-Ireland quarterfinal. They're in confidence, they're feeling good. And as you said as well, they have that game under their belts. They're really going to go for this. Definitely, yeah. Look, um, I suppose I saw them in that quarterfinal against Dublin last year. Um, and that was a game, I found it intriguing, actually. Um, I mean, look, Dublin were definitely the better team on the day. They probably were in better kind of overall physical condition, I would say. But Kerry always had that bit of football in them. And they were able to create goal chances against against Dublin that like, I don't think Cork were even were creating those goal chances. And um, No, in the last quarter, Dublin pulled away. But like, I have to say, Kerry played a lovely side of football. They were very creative and they put Dublin to the pin of their collar that day. Um, this year in the league, they, they've been playing Division Two league, but, but they, they won all of their games. Um, and, they, they, you know, they played a great game against Cavan at the weekend. And again, that creative football was really, really obvious. They scored five goals, but they missed a few as well, you know. They created an awful lot of goal chances. So, you know... They're in with a great shout for this game and it being on in Tralee as well. Um, kind of a knockout game as such, you know, it'll suit them down to the ground. It will indeed too. It's just, I suppose, it's a pity in one way that it ended up coming to a coin toss to decide the venue because even off air, we were chatting about proposed neutral venues beforehand and was, I suppose we just with so many games going on GA across the country, unfortunately, this game had to be moved around, which is a pity for a game of such magnitude. Looking at that Kerry inside line, Louise Neymar hurting Shifra O'Shea, they shared 4-6. Hannah O'Donoghue is a great young talent as well. We obviously don't know much about Cork at the moment because it's their first game out of this year's championship. We're, we're going by what we know from uh, previous form as well. Uh, no doubt, Evie Fitzgerald will be looking at those three Kerry attackers and uh, those matchups are going to be very, very important to make sure that Kerry don't get a foothold of this at the start. Uh, definitely, yeah. Um, look, Louise has has been around the, the Kerry panel for a long a long number of years at this stage. She's she's an awful lot of experience, and Cork will know, you know, to keep a very very sharp eye on on Louise. But you know, you've other you've, you've Chief Rocher, you've you know the likes of Anna Galvin, um, you know they they have that bit of a spark, you know. Um, so look, Cork will want to probably get the upper hand out the field to to curtail the supply. But like I said, even in that Dublin game last year, um, and that was a knockout game. That was a quarter final. Even when Kerry had limited possession, from their limited possession, they were able to create chances. And, you know, with, with the likes of Shifra, with the likes of Louise, the likes of Danielle O'Leary, they'll be creating chances again on, on the weekend. Um, so Luke Cork will have to be at the top of their game to, to, to neutralise that. Even as we say that, and as you know yourself, any time that people dare to question Cork or say they're in danger, they come out with a response. Like with, with the Kieran Duran O'Sullivan, with Orla, the two Orla's farmer and Finn, you know, Zir Shanoonan there as well. Um, they, they, Kerry as well, they got the run against Cavan. They got the big advantage. They're not going to get that run as much. And of course, Cork also bring their own threats that can get a, get a good start for them. Yeah, look, I suppose look, Cork have, have, a, have a nice bit of experience and look, they're, they're going to be a more experienced team. 
team than Kerry. But look, this year is is very unusual. Um, you know, training, you don't know how training is going. You know, there can be disruptions going on, things like that. You don't know what kind of challenge matches have been allowed to be played. You know, um, it's 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 just, a, it's a very unusual year. And to be honest, look, we just have to wait and see, you know, how Cork are, are going. We really, we really don't know. Um, in the league this year, they played four, sorry, they played five games. They won four of them. They lost to Donegal. No, they, they had, um, I suppose they didn't have, you know, everybody out that day against Donegal. But at the same time, um, you know, they, they were beaten, beaten convincingly by, by Donegal. So, um, look, we, we'll just have to wait and see how, how Cork are going. We do know that compared to last year, they're down Marie Ambrose, who would be a nice cornerback to have to, to mark any of those, those dangerous forwards. And they're down Emer Scally in the forward line as well. And she's, she's a loss as well this year. But look, there is, you know, there, there's plenty of players on, on the Cork panel. And I suppose we, we just have to wait and see, you know, who'll step up and, and, and do the business for them. You mentioned as well that game against Donny Cole when Cork were going well in the league and I've no doubt, Rena, someday we'll go into a full conversation about the dual player issue that constantly surfaces up as well. But based on the fact that the two teams are on, we'll be talking about the Camogie later on, it's a relief in one way that this match is first because this, if you were to pick the more important of the two games this weekend, it's this ladies' football match against Kerry for Cork. Oh, definitely, yeah, without a doubt. Um, you know, I suppose... You would be confident that Cork are going to going to qualify in Camogie anyway, but in terms of football, it's it's basically a must-win game. Like, like the couple of things we mentioned, it's away from home. Kerry have a kind of a head start in terms of sharpness. You know, Cork will need everything going their way. Um, I think the weather might be a bit um, hit and miss at the weekend as well. And, you know, that could make things very unpredictable in terms of, you know, you get a, a messy goal, a couple of bad, you know, mistakes, um, you know... At the, I suppose last weekend we saw some some tough tough weather conditions and you know nobody's going to pull away in those type of conditions. So look, it's it's definitely um, a good thing from a Cork point of view that the the football game is on first. Um, it'll be tough on the on the June players for for the Camogie on the Sunday, but it probably works out advantageous to Cork. Especially this particular weekend as well, when you take the importance of the two games, Rena. I'll put you on the block as well. I know it's always a difficult when Jerome County involved, but if you were to pick a winner in this, what way are you leaning? So, look, it'll be a close game, but I would hope in the last quarter that, that Cork would pull away. Cork are good and they're not here at the moment, but it's a game with all eyes and ladies football will be on this weekend. The other game we're looking at, we were talking about Tipperary already. It's the live game in TG Carr tonight, Tipperary against Monaghan. Um, Rena, I, I, regards to who's are in ladies football, it took me a while to be converted. I think it's, it's, it's important too that we know when the finish time is. But I have to say myself, and I did tweet it about it at the time, I nearly wish this play would continue until the ball went dead because, as you said, their Tipperary came back into a game that Galway were well on top of. They had a scoring chance at the end, but they had the snapshot it, and it proved to be a very, very important chance because even if Tipperary got in a draw, out of the game against Galway, they really would have something to play for this tonight. They do have something to play for anyway, but if they do get the results against Monaghan, it's out of their own hands. Yeah, absolutely. And and if, if you lose any game in this championship, it is out of your own hands. Now I'm sure look, they'll have they'll have gained loads from that game last weekend. Um, you know, they really, really grew into the game. They really left the shackles off in the second half. And I thought they played with confidence you know, the confidence of a, of a senior inter-county team, you know, I think they were probably nervous going into the championship. They had no monster championship to warm themselves up. Um, and it was only in the second half they really cut loose. 
Um, so look, the hooter, that's that's the rule that's been in place um, for for a while now at this stage. Um, I, I think the only way that is if the if a free has been if there's a free and the hooter goes, you know, you're allowed to to kick the free. Um, look, they are the rules. I'm kind of happy enough with them in that it's it's very clear, you know, you have to have, you know, the score gotten by the time the hooter goes off. And I think it it, it takes out any ambiguity and <laughs> it takes it takes out any indecisiveness in terms of the in terms of the scores. So look, tip just ran out of time. Galway, I suppose, overall the over, I suppose you'd have to say they were the better team. Um, and I don't think Tip can have any complaints. No, I agree with you in that too. I like go away if you took the sixty minutes into account, and as you say in there as well, there is sixty minutes, and Tipperary left it very, very late to get in there. We talked about Ashley Maloney. Tipperary actually announced their team um, not long before we started recording uh, this show. Orlo Dwyer doesn't start. Maria Curley in in the half back line. Bit surprised to hear that myself, but that's the one change from the team. They need more people to step up in this game. Where just Ashley Maloney, if they want to make sure to get a result that. Give us a glimmer of hope. Yeah, I suppose. Um, yeah, I, I, I suppose the biggest thing about Tip, I, I thought it was um, probably their transfer of the ball from the from the back line to the forward line, particularly from kickouts. You know, if they can improve on that aspect of their game, I think they'll be in with a with a great shout all together um, at the weekend. To be honest, and um, no, look, Galway seem to have two players on Ashling for a, a long number of the game. A long part of the game, um, but I mean, she coped very well, and you know, the other players kind of understood the system that was being being played. So I wouldn't be overly concerned about that. And um, you know, it does give other forwards a little bit of leeway. The fact that Ashton gets so much attention, and um, if if I was a Tipperary manager, I certainly would be working on the transfer of the ball up the field a little bit quicker. And if they can do that, you know, they're in with a great shout. Of course, their opponents are very much have everything in their own hands at the moment. But for Monaghan, and when you look at Dunhamoy, you look at their club competition, you look at the names that they have, you feel they should be doing better than they are, but they have struggled in the last couple of years. They're in Division 2 this year. They've lost two games. Um, this is their first day out as well. No different to the previous game we talked about. Tipperary have a game under their belts. Like for Monaghan, they'll go into this game as underdogs, you'd feel. Um, yeah, and like... If you asked me a couple of years ago, you know, Monaghan against Tipperary, you'd be saying Monaghan all day long. I mean, it's not long since Monaghan were playing in, in senior All-Irelands and we're very unlucky not to win one. Um, but their fortunes have changed a little bit in the last while. Um, like you say, they're they're playing in Division 2 and um, I suppose they won three games in 2020 and they lost two games. I know that's early on in the year, um, but I, I suppose that's kind of all we have to, to work off at the moment. Um, in terms of the championship last year, um, in, in the group section, you know, they played Water in Dublin and they were under pressure in, in both those games. Um, you know, they were on the, on the wrong side of kind of one-sided games, to be honest. Now, that said, they they, com- they competed in the minor All-Ireland Championship last year. Um, or, and they were in the final last year. It was 2019, as far as I know. And, you know, they had, they had, they had an excellent team that day, really good. Though they probably didn't have the same balance that Cork had on the day. They certainly had players that were, were well able to step up to the senior mark kind of straight away. So you'd be kind of hoping that that some of those players would step up. Um, and I suppose compared to that, the start of the year, that they would be probably ready for, for senior football. And I suppose what Bonin have in their side is they have 
um, tried and tested senior players. They have leaders in their group. So you would hope that those those leaders would lead the way on for them at the weekend. Um, and, you know, they, they would have enough then around that to to push on and, and you know, have a, have a much better season this year, I suppose, than they had last year. As you mentioned, some of the young players have seen the Garland twins in action and they're definitely talents coming through. We know the McInespies, uh, Roisin Courtney, very, very, Rosemary Courtney, sorry, very, very important for Monaghan too. Louise Curley is a player I really like. I've seen her in club action. If she gets a one, it didn't happen for an Astros championship, but if she gets a one, she can do damage in front of goal. And I suppose no different to any game we watched this weekend and the conditions that we're expecting. It's getting that initial blow at the start to take control of the game and if, she, if someone like herself can get in there for an early green flag, then Monaghan could really control the tempo of this. Absolutely. And like, I suppose, like Monaghan are going into the game against, you know, Tip who, who played last weekend. So much like Cork, you know, we don't know what to expect from them. But the difference between this Monaghan team and let's say the Tipperary team last year is that Monaghan do have players with experience at senior level. They won't be overawed by, you know, a senior championship game. You know, they'll be, you know, your, your McInespies, your Cora Courtney, they're going to lead the way for Monaghan. So if we can get, if Monaghan can get the rest of the players to, to buy into that confidence, you know, if they get a good start, you know, they will push this, this Tipperary team, I would feel. Overall, your verdict is a Tipperary deal reckon or can Monaghan pull it out? Look, it's, it's a very difficult one to call because we don't know what way Monaghan are going. Um, but just based on what I saw from Tipperary last year, the way they put it up to, or sorry, last week, the way they put it up to Galway, I think I'd just give Tipperary the nod. Tipperary getting the nod there from Rina. Rina, quick question on the other two games before we move on. Dublin against Waterford, Mayo against Tyrone. No doubt Dublin and Mayo are the red-hot favourites to win these two games, but can there be a sting in the tail? Yeah, so so Dublin, I suppose, um, had a, a right tough match last week against Donegal. Um 10 out of 10 to Donegal, it was a game that I, I thoroughly enjoyed. Donegal went at it hammer and tongs from the start, and they, there was a freak of a goal when... I was just going to say, I had to ask you about the goal. Um, <laughs> oh, it, was, it was really, really unlucky. Um, and only for that goal, you know, they would, they would have been in it at, at the end, you know. Um, so my heart absolutely went out to, out to Donegal, but I have to say, just the amount of respect I had for them, every one of their players... You know, from the minute the ball was thrown in, you know, gave it their heart and their soul, and they were just about pipped at the line. You have to, you have to give credit where credit is due. You know, Dublin stuck at it, and they came out on top. And like that game is going to stand it massively, I think, for the whole championship. Like that, that could be the toughest test that Dublin get all year. It was an excellent game, very, very high standard, and I think, you know, Dublin will 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 have improved hugely from having that game. No, it's 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 going to be difficult for Waterford to come in and to match that intensity, you know, on the back of of the back of nothing, you know, and um, not having played at the weekend. So look, we'll we'll have to see how it goes. Waterford are a team that can, you know, they're a running team, they're a lively team, they're a team that score goals. You know, if they get goals, they will be able to put it up up to Dublin. But will they be able to score goals against Dublin is the big question. And look, you you'd have to say Dublin are favourites. 
Dublin definitely looking to go down. It's like they've gotten their scare already, and we look forward to watching that game. All the fixtures are up on sportsstats.ie. As mentioned, Monaghan against Tipperary tonight, and then tomorrow it's Cork against Kerry, live in TG Carr, Dublin against Waterford, Mayo against Tyrone, available in the streaming. Arena, we'll move on to Camogie. I said it to Amelda Hobbins yesterday. I'm going to say it to you as well. This is a game, obviously, where it's it's the last chance for these two counties, Galway and Cork, to really see where they are leading into the business end of the championship. And the two Murrays have been determined to complement each other as best they can at the moment. Um, how important is this game with regards, one, results-wise, but secondly, seeing where these teams are before the bigger tests come later on? Yeah, I think the latter is probably more important to the two teams, to be honest. I don't think either team will, will, will mind too much about, you know, if they're beaten by a couple of points. The biggest thing is that you're getting a real high-quality game. And um, for Cork, it's against the All-Ireland Champions. For, for Galway, it's against the team that probably came the closest them last year. So this will be the benchmark of where they are. So both teams will be looking forward hugely to the game. And it's the performance that will be more important than the results that we might take on it. You, you get the feeling, though, with this being the fact that it's a Galway home game and they, they're all Ireland champions and they're trying to maintain that momentum that... Now, we've seen Galway teams in the past will be look great in the group stages and then when they come up to an Ireland semi-final, they seem to just go flat. But based on what we've seen so far in their two performances against Wexford and Offaly, if you had to pick a team that probably needs to win that little bit more, would you pick Galway or do you think the Cork would love to definitely turn one over after last year's Ireland semi-final loss? Yeah, look, it's 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 probably a difficult one to call. Um, I suppose Wexford have played both Cork and Galway, and I think Galway probably got over Wexford that bit easier than Cork did. Now, that said, I suppose Wexford had a game under their belt coming into the Cork game, whereas Cork didn't. Um, but it did take Cork until the last quarter to kind of pull away from, from Wexford, whereas Galway seemed to be able to get on top of them that bit quicker. So from that point of view, you'd have to say you know, are Galway going better? That'll be one point. Um, the second point I'd make is that um, Cork are very much kind of a short passing team, um, whereas Galway are, are much more direct. Um, and considering the weather and, you know, the time of year we're playing, that might be something that would suit Galway that little bit bit better. Um, so, like, everything has to go right for Cork, really, to, to um, you know, to, to do well if, if the weather conditions are poor. No, that said, I've no doubt Cork will be a hungrier team. You know, they'll be mad to write the, the, the All-Ireland semi-final of last year. And you know yourself, for anybody, you know, we saw it last weekend with the, with the hurling as well. You know, if you were just about pipped at the post and you were to, to train on your own for six months, you might train that little bit harder than if you were celebrating in All-Ireland. So look, Cork might be that little bit, um, little bit hungrier at the weekend. And look, we'll have to wait and see how the game goes. But even as we compare the two uh, squads, well, of course, a Poddy deck is limited a bit. News coming out that Libby Coppinger and Gemma O'Connor uh, won't be involved in this game due to injury. And of course, we've touched on the dual players already, where like Hannah Looney and Fiona Keating started the game against Wexford too. So that uh, preparations as well. But then again, as on the Cork side of things, it gives Poddy a chance if he's any other uh, players he wants to particularly look at leading into the knockout stages. This is the no better chance in going to Salt Hill to take on the All-Ireland champions to see exactly where they are. Yeah, it's a perfect opportunity and I suppose, look, this year we all know nobody had a, a proper run into the championship to, to blood new players and to see where they're at. So I suppose this will force your hand to, to see what kind of a panel you have. And like, if Polly Murray loses by a couple of points, 
finds out more about his squad, he'll be a happy man turning and coming home to Cork, you know. Um, so, look, Cork may be under pressure in the game, they may not, but whoever whoever learns the most from the game probably will be the, the winner at the weekend. We've seen plenty of examples of that over the years when any of the big three teams or the big four in Wexford are there as well. They clash. If they line out the way they did in their previous games, and I asked them this last night, you want to ask you this as well. One line from each team I'd be looking forward to seeing is Amy O'Connor, Orla Cronin and Katrina Mackey, providing they do play 10, 11, 12 against the goal we have back line this year, which is a bit different from last year, Emma Hellebert, Siobhan Gardner and Tara Kenny. I think we're talking about individual battles for both managers to learn exactly best positions and how players can perform. That's a, that'll be a key line in this match. The goal we have back line against the goal we have at the Cork half forwards. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And I suppose that half hour line for Cork is is, is a key, key line for them. Um, I, I, I think it probably has nearly the most experience in, 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 that, in that line. Um, so, you know, Cork will certainly want to get the upper hand in, in the half-hour lane. But, I mean, Galway have an excellent half-back lane. I think Tara Kenny is back from a, a crucial ligament injury, so she'll be she'll be mad to, you know, to stake a, a, a claim for, for a place and to be on that starting 15. So, look, it's an in, intriguing battle. Um, but, look, I, I, it'll be a contrast of styles as well, you know. Galway will play a much more direct style, whereas Cork have a lot more team play in their... In their um, in their style. So I suppose there's less pressure on a particular line or a particular player on a Cork team. But like Galway will be looking to, to dominate a half back line and go direct um, with their play. Whereas, you know, Cork will be patient, they'll work slowly, and, you know, whoever is in space, they'll give the ball to whoever's in space. And, you know, Galway will want to be on their toes all over the field. Um, whereas probably the Cork, you know, Cork will, be, will, will have to have, you know, they'll have to. They'll have to get on top in the full back line, I, I would feel, if they're going to win this game. I won't ask you for a prediction who you think will win because we touched on it earlier on in the conversation. And as you said, it's not necessarily who has the highest score at the end, but who takes more out of the game. Big game for Amy Lee in the Cork goal, though. Aoife Murray, a massive presence there, gone from that Cork team. I know Amy has plenty of experience being involved with senior pounds and with intermediates as well, but this is a type of game now where you should relish the challenge. Absolutely, yeah. Um, look, um, Amy's been knocking around the Cork, Cork scene for for a long number of years though, and I'm sure she's absolutely delighted to get get her a chance. Um, she'll have Laura Tracy in front of her, so I'm sure she'll she'll help steady the ship as well. Um, but yeah, look, it's it's a game. I'm sure she'll she'll really really look forward to. Um, I'm sure she's she's very well prepared for it. And look, I I I I'm, I'm delighted for her that she's getting a chance to play, and we'll have to just see how, see how it goes. Well, it's a game we're really looking forward to. Pierce Stadium, 2 o'clock on Sunday. Galway against Cork. The first clash of two of the championship heavyweights. I like listening sports dance because I like to listen to ladies football and ladies camogie. Delighted to be joined now by the Westmead Senior Camogie Manager, Johnny Greville. And as we look forward to the big match at the weekend, a winner-takes-all match for the quarterfinals. And Johnny, uh, it's been a roller coaster a debut and senior for Westmead, but this is exactly where you wanted to be, this opportunity to try and make the quarterfinals. Yeah, no, it has been. Yeah, it was a brilliant first day against Limerick. And I suppose we always kind of knew that the Kenny game was going to be maybe... Uh, a step too far for us, but uh, you know we're probably more disappointed with our performance on the day rather than than anything else, you know. But um, you know, Kenny really 
us to the sword on the day where the Limerick game was completely opposite. You know, we kind of put Limerick to the sword for most of the game. We went seven or eight points up. And, you know, the current season and the way the year has been, you know, I have to hand it to to, 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 to my backroom team and, and, and the girls themselves for, you know, for putting up the level of performances that we put up because every team is in the same boat. Like, people forget that. Um, you know, to, to, to go out on the back of, of maybe four to six weeks of preparation for an All-Ireland Championship is, uh, is something unique, you know. And, uh, you know, it's, it's testament to the, the quality of the games that I've seen and all the matches that I've seen so far and the fitness levels and, and everything else. It, it, it's really been a good championship so far, you know. I've, I've seen both games you've played this year and just very quickly I'll go with them through them the Limerick game like you, you said you stole out there you got home with your game plan you got the scores with the Marin as well and a great confidence boost too because we've all, I know there's no relegation this year but there's often you see a new team coming up and they get overwhelmed by the occasion and against Limerick a quarter finalist last year I know there's been talk about their few missing players but he stepped up and got home with the job and he deservedly got a result yeah I know yeah that was always the case like we We've got he's kind of came up through the through the grades in the last uh, four years and you know from junior to intermediate was a big step and stone and you know nearly every year that we've come up uh, you know into the higher grade we we kind of get into a uh, you know I played really top teams and and learned an awful lot like you know can he beat a similar score back in I remember back four years ago and uh, that was a huge uh, learning curve and a step and stone for 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 where we are now and uh, you know our first team put us to the sword the last day as well and that'll that uh, we'll learn from that as well, but uh, you know, like going back to the to, to, to where where we're at and where we want to be, you know, it, it's you know we're in a perfect position to to, to, to maybe to, to progress and maybe push on a bit. You like, but we're Waterford are absolutely exceptional team as well. They're, they're uh, you know watching the last day. They're, you know, they're very lucky against the Kennedy first day. Uh, you know, their first half performance didn't reflect the second half. Uh, you know, what Kenny did similar to what they did to us over the sixty minutes. They did to walk for 30 minutes in the second half. So, you know, we've no, we've no doubt in our mind that, uh, you know, we, we're looking, look, firstly, we're looking to put the, the wrongs right for the Kenny game and to, you know, to showcase that the girls want to put things right as regards to the level of performance that we had that day and, and just to put the, you know, to put the, the, the better, the better looking at them than we did against Kenny. Uh, like you always knew it was going to be a very very difficult assignment against Kilkenny I know you would have gone out there to try and win the game and when Ava got the point at the start it was a great start but Kilkenny have been probably the most consistent team in the country for the last four or five years without the All-Irelands to match it as such what's been the reaction to the panel since it's great as one way that you've had the weekend off leading into this match but were they able to shake themselves off, off very very quickly or were they really really disappointed with how they performed yeah, no, we we were all very disappointed. Like, uh, you know, like in the space of seven days, uh, you know, to go from a high level performance to a to a poor performance, um, it was hard to, to kind of stomach it. But like, we always knew when we when when we got back together on the on the fourteenth of September when we started back in our first collective session. Um, I remember, you know, we said that you know the Kenny game was you know like last year in the Leinster semi final, uh, you know, down in Kilkenny, you know, the put us to the sword that day as well, and we always knew that we were going to get it hard maybe to, you know, we'd have to be playing to the peak of our powers to, to get something out of it. But, look, we went down uh, where our game plan was to, to, to go at the game and to go at it from the off. It wasn't to, to try and minimise the score or try to, you know, we'd probably be criticised for it both ways. If we went too defensive, we'd be criticised. And if we didn't, the fact that we went, I had, a, had a crack at it, we'd probably be criticised anyway. But it was, a, you know, look, we take an awful lot out of it and, you know, it, going forward it's something the girls you know when we go back there Tuesday night after the game 
you know, we, we had a good chat and we, we looked, we sat down, we said, we have the weekend, as you said yourself, um, it, we have the weekend to, to, to kind of get ourselves back up and running again and to, to park that performance and to try and concentrate fully on the war for game and try to get the best of what we can get out of our group um, uh, for, the, for that game. Regardless of what people will say about performances anyway, if you were told at the very start of the campaign that you would be in a position to be challenged for the knockout stages, you would have taken it. And here we are. Now, Waterford have made great progress in recent years, no different to yourselves. And maybe uh, they're a year or two ahead of you in regards to the progress they've made. But it's a contest you go in confident with. You know the threats that they have. Neve Rockets, Beck Carton too, to come off the top of my head. Um, what are you expecting from Waterford? Yeah, look, it, 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 I suppose we, we put an awful lot of emphasis because the, the time frame is so short. You know, like we, we adjusted our, probably our, our tactical plan from the years and our game plan has changed slightly from the last, like every year it's changed. And again, this year at the balls, we only had six weeks to, to try and implement this. And, uh, you know, we're, we're fully kind of focusing on ourselves because, you know, there's not a whole lot we can do about Waterford only, uh, you know, try and get the best performance we possibly can to, to, to try and get across the line. Like to have some serious players like, you know, the, the Lorraine Bray there and the wing back as well. You know, she was an all-star last year and, uh, you know, there's some serious, serious players, big, strong, physical team, uh, huge backroom team, huge resources. You know, they've got great pick of players. You know, they, they've got the spine there. I suppose the Galtor players there as well, the, you know, from, from Club All Ireland and experience there. So, you know, we know what we're coming up against. Like, we're coming up against a season team who are looking to get to a quarter-final the same way as we are and, you know, they'll be lining it up the same. They probably looked at the, the fixtures the very same. They had two home games, three or two away games. You know, it's Kenny first. They were very lucky still still say that. I think the, their second half performance, if they continue their first half performance in the second half against Kenny, it could have been a different game. Um, you know, and then they, they obviously put Limerick to the sword the last day and they'll be looking to, to get the points against us as well. You know, it's our, you know, we're, we're, I suppose I spoke about earlier on, like marking moments in history and it's, it's something that we, that, that just happens and it just it flows through with time. But, you know, people do forget like, this is our first uh, ever senior Camogie uh, match on, on Westmead soil. Um, and that's something that we're looking forward to. We're looking forward to bringing senior Camogie to Westmead. The only disappointment is we can't have spectators there. I was just going to say that. That's a pity, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just, it's, you know, that's, that's the thing, you know. But look, at, it, you know, I'm sure the game will be streamed live and that, that, that people will get to see it and the players will get to it's on the Westmead jersey on Westmead soil against a really, really good, uh, good war for side that are, that are well coached, well organised, and and uh, you know we know what we're going to be coming up against. Like we'll be concentrating fully on ourselves. Like that's going to be no doubt about it. Like you know we can't really control the war for do. We can fully control what we can do. And it just brings me to my penultimate question. Two more, Johnny, before I let you go. Um, as you've said there yourself, you're going to be focusing on what you can do first and foremost. But based on what happened against Kilkenny, has, does that now influence the way that you'll be setting up your teams and senior going down the line? Are you just going to keep focusing on what you're doing? You've been playing reasonably well with the exception of that performance and give everything you have against Waterford. Yeah, no, that's, that, that's kind of the way we have been. Like, you know, like... Uh, but these games, as I say, that game was in the past now as well as the Limerick game, and uh, you know we, we we always keep keep plugging away, we keep plugging away. Like if something doesn't work, we don't give up on the first day. We keep trying and keep trying. And I suppose there's a great example out there, Limerick hurlers. Uh, you know, I remember they played in the league maybe three or four years ago. That this new system that they have at the moment that they perfected. You know, people were questioning this and questioning it, but they persisted with us. They might have shipped a few defeats. They might have. You know, it didn't look great at the time, but over over a course of 18 to 24 months, that system became entwined and got to an All-Ireland. So, you know, I think coaches 
the managers have to have to kind of take a big deep breath and 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 kind of look at each game in in its entirety, like you know the quality of the opposition we had, you know, and then tactically you have to kind of assess and review every 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 aspect of it. And if you need to tweak it or change it, you have to change it. And that's something we're trying to do at senior level is to try and bring the girls their tactical awareness up to a new level because we have to rise to that level as well, you know. And you certainly stepped up so far, and no doubt you'll continue. Uh, Johnny, can't let you go without a shout out to Denise McGrath. Of course, she missed out an awful lot last year, too. She's hit two goals in this year's championship, is really showing form as well. And you'd be very, very happy that she's gotten her opportunity, as well as a few others, to be playing senior camogie. Ah, yeah, it's brilliant. Like, you know, just the other night, even last night we were training, and you know, just to see the girls, there's a bounce in their step. Like, you know, like on Tuesday night, we dust off the the cobwebs of the Kikenny match and there was a bounce back in their step again looking forward to playing senior Camogie but just you know those players it's just it's you know when I came in first uh, you know playing junior and you know you know we beat our man by a point in the semi-final back in 2017 and you know then to move up the, the rungs and you know to play the Kikenny second teams and, and you know they're just as good as some of the senior teams that were played this year so you know for the likes of Denise and Pamela and, and Sarah King and Fiona Levy and Fiona Keating Murren Scally there's just it's just brilliant for them I just I've seen it myself over the years the work they've put in and uh, just you know even this moment in time as, as we're saying on sort of the 8th when we have Waterford uh, you know from we're bringing Waterford up to up to Mullingard you know for the first first time ever like it's a, it's a huge moment for Westby Camogie in, in such a short, short space of time like to, to go from playing Premier Junior Championship to, to playing, uh, playing Waterford in a, in, a, in a do or die kind of a game to, to get to a quarter final of an Ireland Senior Championship so like, you know, those players it, 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 it has to be like dreamland you know I like listening to sports dads because he has famous celebrities and I guess listen to him Darren Kelly with that being said there's still a quarter final place up for grabs and conscious of the time there now we get out to this big game it's a winner takes all Waterford against Westmead that's also on Sunday at 2 o'clock in Mullingar Rena Westmead have had a great season this is where they want to be but uh, Waterford is the pressure on them to build from what they did last year? Oh, definitely. The pressure is all on Waterford. There's there's no pressure whatsoever on Westmead. And um, look, it's their it's their first year up senior. I mean, Water or sorry, Westmead only won the the junior championship in 2017. You know, they're they're doing extremely well to be in the senior championship. They were delighted to to get their first win over Limerick. And um, they probably you know they played against Kilkenny last week. Um, and Kilkenny, I'm sure, you know, um, gave them, you know, they gave them a right tough battle. Um, and Westmead, I suppose, um, were under a little bit of pressure in that game. Um, but they, I'm, I've, I've no doubt they, they'll have learned loads from it. it. It was probably a really positive experience for them. And, you know, they, they'll be looking to, to put into actions all their learnings from, from last week. Um, I suppose the other thing about them this week is they probably will have no fear of water whatsoever. Um, and I'm sure they'll have a right good cut off of Waterford. You know, they have some excellent players. Um, they've got they've got Sarah King in the in the back lane and they've got Murren Skelly in midfield. And they have a couple of excellent forwards. They've they've Pamela Grenville and they've Denise McGrath. So look, they'll have no fear whatsoever. They'll be they'll be looking to have a crack off um off Waterford. But I suppose you'd have to say Waterford are just a little bit further down the line in terms of their development as a team. Um they, in, I suppose, in the championship last year, um, they played Galway in a quarter final, and I suppose they were in that game up until the last maybe ten minutes. Um, they would have played Kilkenny last year, and they would have, you know, again they would have stayed with Kilkenny for most of the game, and, and they would have beaten Limerick in the championship last year as well. So, 
I suppose Waterford are, are getting up to being a top team. They're not quite there yet, but you know, they'll be looking to, to improve on last year and they'll be looking to be in the mix with the bigger teams, you know, the Corks, the Galways, the Kilkenny's at the end of games and not just, you know, for the first three quarters. So I suppose they'll be looking to put in a solid performance um, and get over this Westmead team and, you know, get on to the next phase of the championship. Look good in the games. I know the second half against Kilkenny got away from the first day. They put Limerick to the sword. Uh, like a lot of talk about their backroom team with Fergal O'Brien and Big Dan Shanahan involved there. But I think it was 11 out of the last year's quarterfinal team started uh, against Limerick the last day the, from the game against Galway last year. And it looked settled with Lorraine Bray, um, Kate Lynch in defence, uh, Orla Hickey and Jonah Curran has um, come up the field a bit and Nee Rocky got the two goals. We all know who good bet Carton is as well. They are a team, they've come up through the ranks. We've watched them in the last few years, the Money Intermediate in 2015. It's a county that Camogie in general is progressing well and as you said, uh, the door is open to challenge for a top four spot for them. Definitely, yeah. Look, they have excellent. They have an excellent forward line. You know, you, you've mentioned some of their forwards there. I suppose their marquee players are Neve Rock and Beck Carlton, and they're they're excellent players. I suppose they've the likes of um, Abby Flynn and, and and Abby Fitz as well. Like they'd be good, good forwards. But I suppose I would feel that if if they're it's it's their backline. If if their backline can get, I suppose, more dominant, then they'll be in the top four. You know, they've they've an excellent. You know, you mentioned two of their wing backs, Lorraine Bray and Kate Lynch. You know, if, if if they get, you know, re, if, if we get good games out of them and we get a dominant half-back line, it'll be an excellent platform for them to to push on. Um, they have a good full-back as well in Iona Heffernan. Um, and, and if they get, you know, I suppose if, if, if they can handle the opposition's forward line, if their backs probably just step up that little bit more, that little bit better organised, you know, they do have it in the forward line and they can get to that top table in terms of Camogie. You know, we we definitely have our three top teams. We have our Corks, we have our Galways, we have our Kilkenny's, and and there's a a, a huge comp, you know competition there to make that that fourth spot. And Waterford are in the reckoning for that. And if they can continue their development this year, like they have the last couple of years, they're they're surely in with a good shot. I take it it's safe to say our official prediction on this one is that Waterford will advance to join Tipperary, Clare, and either Galway or Cork in the quarterfinals. I think so, yeah. Look, they'll get a stern test from Westmead, who'll have a right crack off it. But Waterford are just that bit further down the line. The Waterford get to the nod here as well. And of course, there's four games this weekend. Wexford against Offaly takes place tomorrow. That's pretty much a battle for pride there now between those two teams. And also Kilkenny against Limerick on Sunday too. Kilkenny effectively into the semi-finals. It would take a mad set of results to deny them that, but they're true nonetheless. Rina, before I let you go, I want to ask you one quick question about an old colleague of your own who is our guest in the Fair Green this week, Martina O'Brien, the Cork goalkeeper. She'll be playing against Kerry tomorrow as well. Just your thoughts on Martina's career so far and how important she's been for the success the Cork Ladies Football have enjoyed. Yeah, look, Martina, she, she, first and foremost, she's a great person. She's a great person to have a, on any team. So, um, look, the, the Cork, Cork squad are blessed to have her. Look, Martina is an excellent player. Um, she's a person with, with great, great character. I'll give you one quick story on Martina. The first year Martina was on our panel. Um, don't ask me the exact year. No, I wouldn't be great on years. But... Um, she played all the championship games and she actually got dropped for the All-Ireland final and it was a huge blow to her. But she, you know, some players would take that very badly, but I, I have to I have to say she took it on the chin and she went away and she improved and she's turned out to be one of the top, top goalies in the country. And, you know, that's that's credit to her, credit to her personality, credit to her work rate. 
And, you know, it's a great lesson to any player, you know, that, you know, she accepted, um, uh, you know, not being started in an All-Ireland final. And that's a tough enough place to be. It's a lonesome enough spot. And she went away and she improved and she's turned out to be a superb goalie and she's a great leader for Cork. So, look, she's a great role model for anyone. And, you know, we're blessed in Cork to have Martina. You know, she's she's a great shot stopper. I suppose I think her, her best attribute is she's a great organiser in the back lane. Um, and her kickouts are, are extremely accurate. You know, she has a, her stats are always excellent. So, look, she's a great bit of stuff and I hope you enjoy the conversation with Martina. Oh, it certainly did. And that just said she was a great person. We really enjoyed it. And just to let you know, that's available now on Sports Stars. Get check the Fair Green section. Martina O'Brien, the Cork Ladies Football Goalkeeper, our guest this week. With that being said, that's it for myself and Rena for this week. And what a, another busy weekend to look forward to. And we can't wait to see what happens. Next week, we'll look at the last round of games in the All-Ireland Ladies Football Championship. And certainly there'll be some intriguing contests there. And also the All-Ireland Senior Camogie quarterfinals, Rena, will be on next Next week as well and some big matches there we don't know the appearance yet obviously until the games take place this weekend but I've no doubt there'll be some cracking ties anyway uh, Rena thanks again for joining us here on the Curtain Racer again uh, best of luck over the weekend and as a Galway man I'll say best of luck to the Cork footballers against Kerry anyway <laughs> come on Darren <laughs> <laughs> thanks Rena we'll see you again next week thanks very much thanks Rena